Let's have a look today at the physical chemistry part of the course, and most specifically, the ideal gas equation or the ideal gas law. Now, let's have a look at the assumptions that we make first about something called kinetic theory, because in reality, there is no such thing as a perfect or ideal gas that follows this equation to the T. So we have to make some assumptions first. Firstly, to make an assumption about the motion of gases. You may have heard of the word Brownian motion before, but all we say is that gases are made up of molecules which are in constant random motion and they always travel in straight lines. They don't curve, they just travel in a straight line until they bounce off something and then they go in a different direction. We also assume that molecules behave as rigid spheres. So they've not got any elasticity to them and all of the collisions between them are completely inelastic. So no energy is transferred between the particles when they collide. Another assumption is that the pressure within a vessel that is holding a gas is completely due to the collisions between the molecules and the walls of the container, not from any other outside pressure. Then finally, the temperature of the gas is proportional to the average kinetic energy of the molecules. So if you put energy into a system, then the kinetic energy of the gas will go up and the gas will move around more. There are also two very key assumptions, and these are the ones that you need to understand to get this right. Firstly, there are no or negligible intermolecular forces between the gas molecules, so they don't have any connection to each other other than when they bounce off each other. And then finally, the volume occupied by the molecules themselves is so small compared to the volume of the container that it is completely neg negligible as well. So all that is saying is the gas is spread out and the particles are very small. So let's talk about the ideal gas equation and we'll explore the various terms of the equation. So firstly, what is the equation? Well, you might have heard PV equals NRT, which is just pressure times volume equals moles times gas constant times by temperature. And all this is, is a comparative equation that allows us to work out any of these different variables for a given gas. So let's start with pressure. So pressure is measured in pascals, which is sometimes expressed as newtons per square meter. Uh, they mean the same thing. So you might see it written either way. In your exam, it should be written as pascals, but if you watch extra stuff, it might be newtons per square meter. Uh, you need to be careful in the exam because they might give you your pressures in kilopascals. So if it's in kilopascals and you need to divide it, well, so you need to times it by a thousand to get it into pascals. That's what the kilo means. A kilo means a thousand. There's also other ways they can give you pressures. So they might say one atmosphere, which is 101,325 pascals. And that is a number that you will end up remembering or you'll see it written in questions and you'll actually work with it a lot. And it's just one of those numbers that you will end up remembering. You can, in some cases, round it to 101,000 if you're in a crunch and you can't remember it in the exam, but you should try and remember the full number. Another way they might give it you is one bar. And one bar is 100 kilopascals, which is 100,000 pascals. And one bar used to be kind of equivalent to atmospheric pressure before we could measure things more accurately. So let's talk about the next part of this equation, which is the V, which stands for volume. Now, volume here is measured in meters cubed, so you have to be able to convert between meters cubed, decimeters cubed, and centimeters cubed. So 
remember because it is cubed you might have to divide by a thousand or a million rather than times it by 10 times it by 100. so that is definitely something you need to be able to do quite quickly and if you get end up you know if you get the units wrong you will end up with an enormous or a ridiculous answer so if your answer looks a bit wrong double check that you've got your volumes correct on the other side of the equation the next thing we see is the number of moles which is represented by an n and sometimes it's given sometimes you have to work it out because you're given maybe a mass use your periodic table remember the equation for moles is mass divided by the atomic mass or the molecular mass of whatever gas is in question next we have r which is the gas constant and the value for r is always given in your exam but when you're working with it you might want to remember it as 8.314 joules per kelvin per mole so if we look at these that we look at the standard unit for this joules per kelvin per mole so this is energy per temperature per mole and if you are trying to work out those units you can work them out by using the units of the other pieces of this equation let's move on finally and have a look at the temperature so temperature always has to be in kelvin can't be in celsius if they give you it in celsius in the exam you have to add on 273 that's another key number so as well as the atmospheric pressure you also should remember 273 to convert between kelvin and celsius this other that's just something that you have to learn so when we use these equations you'll be asked to more than likely rearrange the equation to find so it may say find the volume you've got to rearrange to get volume on one side they'll also probably give you one of the variables in a non-standard unit so you'll have to convert the units and then you'll have to do the calculation so those questions are normally three or four marks and you just go through it step at a time so rearrange check your units do the calculation and those should be four marks that if you practice the maths enough are guaranteed on your exam and that's the all you need to know for your ideal gas equation <laughs>